Okay, this is um, N243 readings for Wednesday, January, I think it's the 19th. Um, this is the first part, so it's Module 1, Part B, um, Complications of Vascular Access Devices, page 827 to 29. Um, this is the part that I started reading last week, and then stopped and now it turns out we actually do need to read it so here we are um okay so complication catheter damage breakage assessment observe for holes or tears in catheter every shift observe insertion site when flushing for leaking of fluid um, prevention for this uh, when clamps are present move position every shift on the external segment to prevent kinks and catheter damage use needle-free connectors and administration sets use only 10 mil or larger barrel syringe for flushing purposes um, small barrel syringes exert more pressure they may be used when giving small volumes of medication at required infusion rate do not flush against resistance do not use scissors near vads um, intervention apply clamp between patient and catheter damage or break. Determine if catheter can be repaired or needs to be removed. Use repair kits that are specific to the catheter type and follow manufacturer's instructions. Collaborate with the interprofessional team. Reassess the need for continued vascular ASCA. Ugh. Holy shit. I'm very sorry. Assess the need for continued vascular access and replacement of a device. Pressure-related or power catheters cannot be repaired and should be removed as soon as possible. Um, okay. Complication number two, occlusions such as thrombotic, medication precipitates, mechanical malposition, or pinch-off syndrome. Um, assessment, so you're going to assess the insertion site and sutures, assess catheter external segment for kinks that may be causing occlusion, check for blood repurrent and presence of uh, resistance when flushing with normal saline, so is it sluggish or absent blood return. Assess patient for discomfort or edema at the insertion site and surrounding area, so the neck, shoulder, upper arm. Pinch-off syndrome is compression of the catheter between the clavicle and first rib. This causes a mechanical occlusion and potential fracture of the catheter. For IVADs, assess if correct placement of non-coring needle has been maintained. Preventing this, um, you're going to follow appropriate flushing and locking technique according to employer policy. Use a push-pause technique when flushing. Ensure that stabilization, dressing, or device is secure. Always flush VAD uh, pre- and post-medication administration to prevent mixing of incompatible medications. You're going to observe for signs of catheter malfunction, investigate cause, and notify healthcare provider to obtain prescription to resolve and remove VAD. Um, if VAD malfunction is suspected, stop all infusion therapy and notify your healthcare provider. Um, the interventions for the occlusion, you're going to reposition the patient, ask the patient to take a deep breath and cough, or raise the patient's arm. Change in position may correct suspected occlusion. Perform dressing change if catheter is kinked at insertion site. Um, in collaboration with the interprofessional team, instill thrombolytic promptly when indicated. Obtain venogram or chest x-ray if prescribed. Collaborate with the interprofessional team to reassess the need for continued vascular access and replacement or removal of device. Okay, complication three, infection and sepsis. Um, insertion site, tunnel pathway, IVAD, reservoir pocket, or CRBSI. Um, so the assessment for this is going to be you're going to assess the VAD insertion site for signs and symptoms of infection, so redness, drainage, edema, or tenderness. Assess for signs of systemic infection, so increased temperature, and you're going to monitor the lab findings. To prevent this, we're going to use aseptic technique for all aspects of insertion and maintenance of the VAD. Always scrub the needle-free connector with an antiseptic swab before each access. Ensure that dressing is dry and intact at times at all times and change it if compromised and adhere to asepsis um, technique with dressing changes. 
Interventions for um, infection and sepsis are going to be when the infection of a CVAD is suspected, obtain blood culture samples from catheter and direct venipuncture. Follow employer policy for collection of samples and remove CVAD if required as prescribed. Complication four, dislodgement or migration. Your assessment, you're going to measure the length of external segment every shift and compare with measurement at time of insertion. You're going to insert, observe assertion site for leakage or swelling, assess for catheter patency, ask patient to report loud swishing sound during flushing, reflects migration of catheter tip in the jugular vein, and assess for tachycardia or patient indication of heart flutter or irregular pulse. Palpate catheter skin junction and tunnel for coiling. Catheter can feel cord-like underneath the skin. To prevent this, we're going to maintain a dry, occlusive securement dressing at all times. Use additional stabilization and securement devices as required. Educate patient on activities of daily living and care and maintenance of CVAD to prevent untended dislodgement. Use additional catheter stabilization device as required and avoid pulling on CVAD. Um, interventions for this, so if external measurement has exceeded that recommended in employer policy, follow steps to reassess catheter tip location so you're going to get a chest x-ray. If assessment confirms catheter migration inward, catheter should be pulled back to external length at time of insertion when tip location was confirmed. If tip location is no longer acceptable for type and length of treatment, remove CVAD as prescribed. Reassess the need for a VAD, um, replace as required for plan of care, and consider alternative stabilization and securement to prevent future loss of access. Complication 5. Loss of skin integrity, so hematoma, redness, blisters, erosion at catheter insertion site, cuff, or IVAD reservoir extrusion. Um, assessment, so you're going to assess the insertion site daily um, through TSM and at time of dressing change for changes in skin integrity or drainage. Ask the patient to report any signs or symptoms promptly, so redness, itching, pain, blisters. Assess for drainage at catheter junction. Assess for redness. Assess for edema and contusions. Note if tunneled catheter is exposed. Um, also, if the Dacron cuff is visible. Uh, preventing this, you're going to maintain nutritional status. You're going to avoid unnecessary pressure to area surrounding the insertion site. Avoid trauma to skin while removing the dressing. Always remove it slowly, keeping it parallel to the skin. Do not stretch TSM dressing when applying it. Always allow any septic solutions to dry before applying dressings. If possible, rotate site of non-coring needle when changed. Consider alternative antiseptic products with patient sensitivities. Consider use of skin barrier products to present M to prevent MARSI. Instruct patient to report signs and symptoms of infection. Um, to intervene, if this loss of skin integrity occurs, you're gonna consider use of alternative dressing or antiseptic. Perform a patch test in an alternative location to confirm patient sensitivities. Improve nutritional intake and report extrusion of cuff or IVAD reservoir to the healthcare provider. Okay, complication six, infiltration extravasation. So assess for erythema, edema, local swelling and insertion site, malposition of catheter tip, location, patient shortness of breath, lack of blood return, pain during infusion therapy, such as burning or singing. To prevent this, you're going to perform an ongoing assessment of insertion at regular intervals. You're going to discontinue infusion immediately when infiltration is suspected. You're going to instruct the patient to report signs and symptoms of complications immediately, such as leaking, swelling, or discomfort. To intervene in this case, you're going to administer antidote when applicable, according to a player policy. You're going to remove the vat as soon as possible. Elevate the limb if applicable and apply warm or cold compresses appropriate for the solution or medication that has infiltrated. Mark area of infiltration and continue to assess for changes in skin integrity. Grade severity of infiltration according to recognized scale. 
Um, and then last but not least, in the event of a pneumothorax, holy crap, I can't talk today. Pneumothorax, hemothorax, air emboli, or hydrothorax, um, your assessment is going to be to observe for signs of subcutaneous emphysema by palpating skin around insertion site. So crackling, crinkling paper sensation. Assess for patient discomfort, dyspnea, apnea, hypoxia, tachycardia, hypotension, nausea, or confusion. To prevent this, you're going to always engage clamps on external segment of catheter if present when removing needle-free connector or opening the catheter system. Valved CVADs do not require a clamp because the valve remains closed unless aspirating or flushing. Purge all flush syringes and administration sets of air before connecting to VAD. Um, interventions, you're going to administer oxygen as required, report adverse signs and symptoms to health care provider immediately. If air emboli are suspected, place patient on left side with head down, remove catheter as prescribed, help, the, help with insertion of chest tubes as prescribed. Immediately notify healthcare provider of signs and symptoms of any complications. When documenting the catheter site in the nurse's notes, um, you're going to include catheter location, size of catheter, number of lumens, condition of catheter, insertion site or port site, including skin integrity, external catheter length, midarm circumference for pick, condition and type of securement device, date and time of dressing change, change of needle-free connectors, flushes used, patency of catheter, including the presence or absence of blood return and patient's tolerance of the procedure. You're also going to document um, the patient and caregiver's ability to explain instructions. Um, after removal, you're going to chart the patient position, appearance of site, length of catheter removed, integrity of catheter after removal, dressing applied, patient's tolerance of procedure, presence or absence of bleeding from site every 15 minutes for one hour, and any problems with removal. Document um, the blood draw, date, time, sample drawn, waste volume, and flushes used. Um, in terms of unexpected outcomes, you're going to document all of them and CVAD complications, healthcare provider notification, interventions, and patient response to, t to treatment. Um, the patient needs to know to report discomfort around the site, um, so arms, shoulders, or side of the neck, and any shortness of breath. Um, you're going to discuss and provide written emergency measures and telephone numbers of healthcare personnel um, just to be used in the case of damage, dislodgement, swelling, redness, or leakage at the insertion site, occlusion, patient temperature above 38 degrees, and shivering or chills. Um, written instructions for dressing and change changes, inspection of insertion site, flushing and tubing changes. Um, you're going to arrange for instruction and return demonstration of skills by patient or caregiver and have them maintain a list of caregivers and telephone numbers. Um, so healthcare provider, nurse, social worker, pharmacist, dietitian, etc. For PEDS, central vein catheters that are um, of smaller diameter and shorter length are available for children and infants. Take care to secure infant catheters in a manner that does not allow them to twist. Small diameter catheters are fragile and twisting them causes them to tear. The amount and dosage of flush solution, so heparin or sodium chloride, vary with age, size, and catheter diameter and length. Record volume of blood draws on INO record. For gerontological, some older persons have difficulty lying flat in bed and modification of the totally supine position during CVAD insertion is often necessary. PIC insertion may provide an alternative route of administration and reduce the risk of complications associated with subclavian or jugular insertion.